So, Michelle. So, David. So, here we are. It's the end of the year. Oh, my God. There's nothing more to do. I, let's, okay, well, should we stop the podcast? No. Okay. Because there's a crap ton to do. Okay, like right. what? Quite a bit's come up in just the last couple of weeks, right? Just quite a bit. Quite a bit, from the poisoning of a Ukrainian intelligence chief's wife to... I mean, is Ukraine still happening? Yeah, well, we're going to get to this. Okay. What I want to do today is I want to look at 2023. Okay. I also want to look at what's just happened, a huge one for Australia mm. with the Croatian Six, which requires its own episode, which okay. we'll do in the new year. In the new but year. But I just want to go through what's happened, okay. what's going to be happening, okay. and basically wrap up 2023. Mm. Mm-hmm. and set everyone up for 2024. Uh, okay, that sounds like it should be an easy time. It's too easy. It'll take two minutes. Okay. Hello and welcome to I Spy. My name's Michelle Stevenson. I'm here with David Callan and we thought we'd do a wrap-up of 2023. Yeah. Kind of like a gift. We're wrapping it. We're yeah. presenting it. Put a bow on top. Yeah, for you to unwrap. A little bit of glitter. Yeah. Probably a jar of mango chutney on top. <laughs> always the always, always the mango, mango chutney. chutney. You get yours, don't worry. Yeah. Now look, let's let's go back to the start of 2023. Uh, way back. Way back. A year ago. I feel like so much has happened this year. Well, as you said, you know, is Ukraine still going on? Well, back in in January, it was the it was the, it was big the deal. only thing. It was the thing. I actually feel sorry for Zelensky because he, you know, he was the darling parading around asking for more, mo- more money. Now everyone's like Zelensky, who? What, what that guy in the green t shirt? We're what, now giving who? all our money to Israel. Yeah, Why what, would we yeah, give it to you? Exactly right. So twenty twenty three started with a intermittent shower of Russian generals, yes, uh, as they were being pushed out of windows, and you know, Prigozhin. Got killed. The head of Wagner, he yes. was knocked out of the air. They they shot him down. Because and then, he couldn't fall out of a window, so he fell out of a plane. Because he booked a hotel room on the ground floor. Yes. And then, of course, Wagner, he, the Wagner group was then absorbed by the Russian military, mm-hmm. or at least in Russia and the Ukraine. When oh, Sorry, in Ukraine, not the Ukraine. I keep getting people I know, that. you keep doing I that. Keep, it's just, it's, it's old very habits. old school. Cold War habits die hard. Yes. And they die quietly in an alley and no one knows they're dead. Now, since then... It's kind of metastasized into this grinding battle on the Dnieper River. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there really still a war in there? But the big exciting news, not good news. Do you think Putin is kind of like a little sad about the fact that he's not getting any attention right now? I throw war and no one come. What is not fair? <laughs> I, I, okay, I support Iran and Israel just because no, I support I, I go home and cry. <laughs> That's him right It's going now. to be a sad Christmas for Putin. It's going to be pretty awful in the Putin household this year. Now, the other thing that happened, though, was Spy Chief Lieutenant General Kirill Budanov. Yep. This was this young guy. He was He's only in his 30s, like mid-30s. This guy was a real high flyer. He yeah. kicked in. He did a lot of really cool sort of special operations during the start of the war and became the chief of security. Now, the thing is, he survived something like 10 assassination attempts by... Russian intelligence. They're trying to kill him. Mm. The guy's really good at his job. And then suddenly his wife, Mariana Budanova, okay. she was poisoned with some heavy metals. Now, no one's, there's not a lot of information coming out about it. It's definitely a poisoning. Mm. It's definitely heavy metals, which really, really, really smells like Russia. Yeah. Russia love finding odd and interesting things to, to put in your bloodstream. Yeah, to kill you with. Yeah. It's like, and here's the thing she's actually living with him. In his office. Mm. They don't leave the office anymore. That's how bad it is when you're in intelligence in Ukraine. Now, the other thing, as you said, 
is the US still sponsoring this war? Well, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting kind of question because I feel like they've now gone all in on Israel. Well, th- that's the interesting thing. And this drags us into the US. The problem with the US at the moment is the Republican Congress is being very anti-Ukraine. Yes, in but that pro-Israel. We don't want to spend any money on Ukraine until we've spent money on Israel. Mm. I was like, guys, settle down. You've actually got more money than Croesus. What's your problem? But also, we've had a year of Trump in court, which has been really interesting. But also the machinations of what's been going on in mm. the Republican Party, particularly with their new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. I know. This guy is a as right-wing and religious crazy as it gets. Well, one of the one of the hallmarks of the US Constitution and the US government system is the separation of church and state. Mm. Well, he basically said that's not actually in the Constitution. But, it actually is in the Constitution. No, the guy's actually not that bright. He's not that bright, but he's also – the problem is – He's a zealot. He's a Christian zealot, and one of the things about Christian zealots is they will zealot as hard as they can yes. until they get what they damn well want. There's a woman in the United States who is being charged with interfering with a corpse because she had a miscarriage, and and when she was close to full term, she had a miscarriage in the toilet, and she couldn't get it out – and she was trying to, and she got charged with felony charge, and it's going to trial. Because she miscarried, yeah. and now they're going to charge her with with interference of a corpse yeah. or murder? Interference with a corpse. Oh, for God's sake. Get this is it. what's going on yeah, in the US right I now. Know. And this is the what is scary is we kind of had a taste of what it could be like when with the whole Hillsong sort of Morrison government sort of. Though Morrison, again, I don't think I really don't think he was that bright. He was a very good salesman, but I don't think he was a very good politician. No, he was in marketing. He right. was a marketing. He was a marketing man. guru. One of the things that's really interesting about this is we now go into the presidential elections yep. next year, and this is go- it, you know the blue wave versus the red wave. Well, Trump is shaping up to be the Republican nominee. He's shaping up to be the Republican nominee, and that can be quite scary because he's. His rhetoric at the moment is so despotic and so authoritarian. Mm-hmm. I mean, he admires anyone who has a you know iron-fisted grip on their country. He admires, and anyone who believes in, let's see what government does. He absolutely hates. So, and that interesting enough, if he gets in, well, AUKUS becomes you know roll the dice and see what happens. I would like to believe that yes. Americans have a little more sense than that. Yes. He may become the Republican nominee, but yes. I don't think there's enough people that would vote for him. Well, it all depends on how many people come out for Biden. I mean, again, when you go into the echo chamber of things like X, you know, the artist formerly known as Twitter, or Facebook, or any of those, you do tend to see that there is a lot of people sort of, mm. oh, Joe Biden gave his son money for a truck. <gasps> oh, corruption. The Saudis gave Jared Kushner... $2 billion for... Yeah, but then there's also um, Hunter Biden and that whole mess <sighs> about the laptop, which was actually true. I he did it. leave a laptop. There is some nefarious um, stuff but, going I mean, on there. The, the problem is at the moment there's nothing about governing going on. This is all just trying to catch people out and, and dirty laundry oh, stuff. It's gotcha, it's gotcha politics. It's gotcha politics and it's terrible. I mean, the classic is that, going back to Mike Johnson, the Speaker has turned around and said, we're going to release all the J6 footage, but mm. we're going to blur the the faces because we don't want to embarrass those people. Dude, the FBI are arresting them, mm. but we don't want people, you know, people in their community to recognise them. So I think they already do. Yeah, I think, right? we're, I think so, we're past look, that. The US is something to watch. Um, Kissinger died and, look, 
there's a lot of people that do like him. There's a lot of people that don't like him. I mean, yeah, he's uh, fraught with a lot of complexity. He's a polarizing figure, as polarizing. we like to say. We like to say polarizing because people either really hate him or, or really, really love like him. him. But it doesn't seem to be like people go, eh, Chris and Jeff, whatever. Now, why well, I'm one of those people. I'm like, eh. yeah, I, you know, I, I having read the files from both sides, go, geez, oh, what a mess. Now, yeah. here is one really exciting thing: a Cuban spy has been revealed. Oh my God, who? a Cuban spy. Cubans. Uh, you love this, Alexander Manuel Roja. Oh yeah, where was he? Where was he unveiled? He was unveiled in the United States. Okay. He worked for the State Department for forty-one years. Oh my God. He was a specialist on Cuba. What? Do, Funny but- that. He's a specialist on Cuba. Cuba. Okay. He was an ambassador to Bolivia. He was also the second secretary to another embassy. I can't oh remember. Oh my God! What it was. I couldn't. Can't even keep up. Forty-one years in the State Department mm. as a spy. Wow. Yeah. For now, Cuba. For Cuba. But what what do Cuba need to know? Well, Cuba is like America regards Cuba as like a little chunk of Russia mm. just 90 miles off the coast, right? But then I feel like that the it's softened the relationship. Ah, there you are. See, America always underestimate Cuba. Cuba, this is not the only Cuban spy that was in there. Yeah, because now Americans can go to Cuba. The interesting thing about Alexander Manuel Roja. I love the mm. fact that it's Manuel. I was just waiting. You know, Manuel. Just, just, you know, it's very faulty towels. You know, yeah. Just have a bit of Ecclesian stuff yeah. going on. The interesting thing about him was he worked, he had access to national security files, White mm-hmm. House files, State Department mm-hmm. files. He was actually put there by the Cubans. The Cubans turned around to him and went, we want you to join the State Department and spy for us. And he went, gotcha, Where, as, as a young man. Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, the reasons he put forward was he hates America. So did he get found out or did oh, he unveil himself? Uh, no, I think he got found out. Okay, after but 41 years. After 40. He was pretty good. One, yeah, pretty good. It makes, I mean, the ASIO mole, that was another thing that came up in Australia where the ASIO yeah. mole revealed yeah. finally. Makes that guy look pretty like, oh, that's a pretty easy job for you. Mm. But 41 years dedicated to it. Now, moving on, let's talk about Australia. Oh, my God. Are no. we going to see some submarines? Well. Are we going to see some what? Submarines. Submarines. No, I don't think we'll ever uh, see submarines. You never know. Look, it all depends on the election, personally. I think we had, as we said, the mole was exposed. China have been recruiting academics and other people in business yes. as agents of influence. Yes. And we'll get on to that. Now, here's one that came up that really, really was interesting. And it just came up this week, was the revelation that the case against the Croatian Six, this mm-hmm. was six Croatian that were arrested for plotting to bomb certain facilities, Yugoslavian facilities around Sydney, you know, the press office and the embassy or the consulate. Well, when, like it, when it was Yugoslavia. When it was Yugoslavia. Yep. Now, interestingly enough, uh, this uh, inquiry by the New South Wales court has finally revealed that, yeah, no, that didn't happen. Oh, really? Uh, it was revealed that it was likely a UDBA, which is Yugoslav intelligence at the time. It was an agent provocateur operation to disrupt the Croatian community in Australia. Oh. One, of the, one of the guys, and these guys spent 10 years in jail. Great. They were sentenced to 15 years. They served 10. One of them actually said the first time I saw any explosives was in the courtroom on the day of And then no one believed him. Well, here's the thing. There's a little character involved in the arrests, one Arthur Roger Rogerson. Oh, my God. Now, for those of you who don't know Arthur Roger Rogerson, he's <laughs> Nothing a, he says is true. He is what you would call a colourful Australian police identity. Arthur- He was dodgy uh, as they come. Well, he was known as the Artful Dodger. Yeah. Right. Now, Roger Rogerson, there's a very famous TV series that came out about him called Blue Murder. You should watch it. It's on Apple TV. I yep. know. I bought it. That's how much I love it. I've worked with Richard Roxburgh, who mm. plays Roger- 
Rogerson. And my God, he is just the best man to ever be on a set with. He's so much fun. But the thing about the Outfield Dodger is he's now currently serving time and he'd be in his 80s. Yeah. He's basically going to live his life out in Long Bay because he was yes. arrested when a methamphetamine deal went wrong and he murdered the dealer and threw him off a boat. Yes. He and his ex-copper mate are both now serving time in prison. One of the key pieces of, of evidence were the explosives and detonators that they found in one person's house. They found it in his desk. Problem is when you see photographs of the room, of his entire house, there's no desk. Oh. So they've basically gone, well, you found it in the desk. Yeah, in the desk. Which desk? The desk in his office. There's no desk in his office. Anyway, we found it in his desk and basically, and this is the quote I love. From and also that we, we have to say that was a time when the police force was not in good shape. Oh, well, you know, Rogerson himself said we would fabricate evidence to yes, get the all conviction the time. every all time. The time. And as Justice Robert Allen Hume, who's the head of the inquiry, said, it is beyond dispute that evidence was fabricated in this case. So that's another thing. Again, we're going to do a big episode, not to – deconstructing the whole thing mm-hmm. because more material is going to come out of the inquiry. The inquiry report has just been released and I'm sorry, I can't – I read a lot but I'm not going to read that inquiry no, in my big no. year. And I think, yeah, we'll save that for next year. The other thing that's coming up that's going to be really good for you and I and everybody interested in intelligence in Australia is the Independent Intelligence Review. Ooh, is when's that? mid-2024. Oh, my God, I can't wait. Every five years. Get the uh, popcorn ready. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're just sitting there going, oh, wow. So yeah. they've been handling files incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is one of the big things that's going on as well is the Independent Intelligence Review. It happens every five years. It's it's cheaper than having a royal commission. Yes. And you get in front of the problems a lot earlier. So that's going to be interesting to see because it involves not just ASIO and ASIS, it's Signals Directorate, it's um, intelli- Defence Intelligence, Home Affairs, ONA. It's Everyone's going to be involved in this one. And we also had issues around Home Affairs. Let's not forget Pizzullo. Oh, Pizzullo was a bad one at yep. the moment. I mean, the whole asylum seeker thing is kicking off again. Yes. Which, is, uh, again... It's it's tit for tat politics more than anything else. I think that again, it comes down to a high court decision that was handed down. You've got to do what the high court says. Now, yeah, three of them or four of them have already been four. rearrested, and just man, they just put them in jail, please, where they should be. Yeah, right. Which, funnily enough, they all will be. They won't be going back to detention. A lot of them are going to be serving time. But the, but the problem is too, we could not we could not send them back to their countries because you know some of them claimed that, you know, they would have been facing some dire consequences yeah, yeah, like death penalties. Them. Yeah, and, you know, and the way they behave, you can see why they'd be yeah, facing yeah, a death yeah. penalty. But one of, the things that, one of the things that did come out about this and what the opposition has been screaming about is why didn't you have the legislation in place before the decision which was is, made? Which is fair. Problem with that is how do you make a decision about legislation when you don't know what the result of the court case is, right? So you can guesstimate what's going to happen. You can, But they should have had a backup plan and they should have been ready to execute it. Yeah and no. I'm going to go yeah, no, because also they needed to know what the decision was before they can execute it. Again, this is something that we will have to deconstruct next yeah. year. Yeah, Because, I don't know, we've just run out of time. We also have McBride, oh, who and we of course, spoke to. Yeah, we spoke to David, and it would be good to go back and just see what the decisions are that are made, because I don't think he's been sentenced yet. No. So, again, I want to revisit McBride, which brings us... To what? To China. We're not China. at the end, but China. China, as the potential next president, as the potential next president of the United States will say, China. 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 It would have to be the great thing about his pronunciation of things. China. China. Now, economic clouds ahead for like the, 
The Chinese economy is looking a little rocky. Yeah, I'm sure uh, it is. Mainly because they've overinvested in infrastructure. I know they the, keep building things and then they're just empty buildings. Just yeah, and that's the problem we've got is if they they stop building things, we stop selling them buildy dirt. So of course, I mean, it used to be if America sneezes, the world catches a cold. Mm-hmm. At the moment, if China sneezes, the world is going to come down with COVID again, right? The other, or th- they're going to give it to us again. They're give, no, they're giving us <laughs> pneumonia now. You know, they've moved on. <laughs> oh, this is even better. Yeah. Another thing is Taiwan is going into an election next mm-hmm. year, and the person who looks set to win it is not like Xi is not a fan. Right. She so is not a fan this of guy is people. very adamant. We will remain independent. We are not even interested in coming back. I'm to surprised the he hasn't already sought out a way to murder this man. Uh, the guy does not come off the ground floor. Oh, yep. sorry, wrong, wrong thing. Yep. But also, interestingly enough, uh, there's there's going to be the continued harassment in the grey zone. Zone. We all love the grey zone. Yeah, right. The grey zone, act- the grey zone activity will continue in the South China Sea. That's yep. just not going to change. And it was, as we said last week, there's that interesting point that someone has made that this the the fact that the PLA are being so proactive in the South China Sea may be an indication that Xi doesn't really have full control of the military. Yeah, right. Now. Xi has said he wants to be able to go by 2027. He wants to be able to invade and take Taiwan if he needs to by 2027. And the Chinese do have currently the biggest army and the biggest navy in the world. Yeah, I think – but the only thing is I think he's kind of seen his mates test the waters and realised that the reception was not so welcoming. Well, there was that. But interestingly enough, one of the things that uh, has just been revealed is – China has literally taken its order of battle from the Russians. Mm. They've been following the same strategy and structure, military structure, the Russians have, and they've taken one look at Ukraine and gone, that doesn't work. Yep. We need to we need to integrate our services better. We need our Air Force, our Navy, and our Army to be integrated so they can actually function together as one unit. And also, they've kind of gone, we need more of an NCO core. Yep. The, the Russians don't have NCOs the way the Americans do. And literally, as they say, the spine of the US military is their NCOs. And the Chinese are going to be looking at that. But one of the interesting points that someone made, and got on name John Schindler in the US, I follow his Substack, which is called Top Secret Umbra. Yep. And it's brilliant. This guy is over everything. Ex-intelligence. We want, I want to get him on for an interview next year. I think he'd be great, fun to talk to. But he's basically said, you know, is China ready for a war with the United no. States? Particularly considering the United States have literally been engaged in a war for the last 30 years. They they love a war. Yeah. It's pretty much since sort of 1989, 1990, they have been actively engaged in combat and their soldiers are battle ready and battle hardened. The Chinese haven't. No. The the biggest war they've been in, other than the harassment on the – the sea, which is very like harassing ships and harassing planes, is very different to getting into active combat, right? The only real thing they've done is fisticuffs on the Indian border, right? They and as much as you can train your soldiers to be hard and fast and ready, when the hammer goes down and the bullets are real, that's when you really know if you've got a well-trained organization. So that's the other thing that's going on with. And China. I also think with China. Off the back of COVID, there's a whole younger generation that isn't feeling the love and the support that the Chinese are used to. They're finding recruiting to be quite difficult at the moment because they also, why would I want a career where there's not a lot of money and not a lot of, there's not a lot going for the military. And I could die. (laughs) And I could die when I could go into business and make a lot of money. 
they grab onto capitalism as a salve. And literally the capitalists, they're moved towards that socialised capitalism. Socialised capitalism is not right. I don't know how to explain it. But the fact that they're a communist nation that mm. have this capitalist bent, this market economy bent, the problem with that is that was put in as a salve after Tiananmen Square. Right, guys, well, give them a flat screen TV, they'll be happy, which funnily enough works. And it also raised a lot of people out of poverty. But the bottom line is why would I join the military, which is the common problem around the world except seemingly the United States. Why would I join the military when I can just go and get a job and make money and yeah. get another flat screen TV? So there's that. That's something to look forward to. Argentina is going to be one to watch next year with right. the new president, Millet, who's just bonkers, mm. right? He is mad right-wing authoritarian and that's going to be crazy. And then which brings us to- But he's kind of funny. Yeah, but you know what? We all thought that about Trump too. No, Well, no, Trump was a bit more insidious. But I do think the pendulum is swinging, right? There is pushback from people who are too left and yeah. are yeah, 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 yeah. too ideolog ideological. And the reason why these people are getting voted in is sometimes the left, they eat themselves. They, they're too busy focusing on dismissing everything people on the right have to say mm. that they're not actually hearing people at all. Mm. Oh, look, the the problem we got at the moment is- So like, the pendulum is swinging a little right again, and I think it'll start to even out. Yeah, the problem. this is one of the things, you know, people say, I, look at me and go, you know, you're a liberal and you can't make up my mind. I can make up my mind really quickly. Mm. You know, uh, do I want to buy a red car or a blue car? I want a blue car. You know, do I, do I want that house or that house? I'll mm. buy it, right? It doesn't bother me. But when it comes to my meal, you know, oh, do, I, do I want spaghetti or do I want ravioli? Oh, my God, yeah. first world problems. Right, first world problems. <laughs> Funnily enough, I actually regard the way I live as being a, a microcosm of the the way the world works. But uh, <laughs> always at war. I'll explain. <laughs> no, I'll explain in a minute. Uh, but interestingly enough, the whole thing with that is, as you said, there is this move towards the right. The problem is, what's going on is we're getting a lot of populist authoritarianism yes. that's sneaking under the radar, right now. Which brings us here we go to, God damn it, thank you, October seven. We really didn't need it, Hamas and Israel and Gaza. Oh. This is not going well for anyone. Well, well, yeah, the Gaza, the people in Gaza particularly, the Palestinians, yep. Yep. but also Israel. I mean, at what point is it enough? Is it too much? How much more can they? I feel like Israel isn't going to stop until Gaza is flattened. Yeah. Then this, it, it, and it doesn't look good. No, it doesn't look good and it looks very bad, particularly for Benjamin Netanyahu. This could be the death knell of his political career. But then again, we've that's been said before, particularly when it was revealed recently that they had a report that Hamas mm. were planning an attack. And they ignored it. A year ago and ignored it. Yeah, because they didn't think that they were capable of it. And also they were being warned the night before that yes. something's going on on the border. You know what the problem was with both the report and the, uh, the, mm. the report they got a year ago and the reports they were getting off the border? Women. But it was the same. What? They were women. The analysts oh. who found that, who went, look, Hamas are planning something. That yeah. From all, your, all the intelligence oh, they didn't I'm getting, to the women. This, is what's going, this yeah. is what's going to happen. Yeah, shut up. You know what you're talking about. And then the women going, guys, there are guys over here with yeah. um, kites and motorbikes. Should we be doing something about but that? But it, it's also September 11th. After the fallout of September 11, yeah. there, there were lots of things. There that, were lots of clues. Yeah, that yeah. kind of showed people that this was going on. Which goes to show that intelligence is more of an art than it is a science. Yes, um, and it's also swayed by the people who are in it. Yeah, opinion, like bias, conscious yeah. bias and unconscious bias yeah. exist very heavily. So, look, one of the interesting things, a friend of the podcast, Neil Fergus, was on Channel 7 recently and mm -hmm. basically saying that, 
at the moment, the big problem is, and he it was framed through that there was an, a knife attack at uh, just near the Eiffel Tower in, yeah. in Paris. Yep, yep. Right, and the guy basically when they arrested him, the guy said, "Well, I'm unhappy about Palestine." Okay, um, you're unhappy. Did you have to go and stab a whole bunch of people and hit them with an axe? Well, now, there's the three guys, the three guys in America, the Palestinians yeah. who got um, who got shot. Yeah, right. So this it's just is, going on everywhere. It's this, even happening here. Yeah, uh, this is the problem uh, that's going to happen: is there is going to be a rise in Islamist terrorism. There's going to be a line a rise in anti-Semitism. There's probably also going to be a rise in just overall right wing, mm-hmm. like the guys that went marching recently down in uh, Ballarat. And then finally- But then I would say also to counteract the right wing narrative that the anti-Semitism is coming a lot from the left because they're pro-Palestinian and they don't like what Israel is doing and they're using it as an excuse. Yeah, look- uh this is the problem. We're so, like, have, yeah. I, I don't think we can can truly say that this is a right wing issue or a left wing issue. I think there's people from both sides. That is the most interesting thing about what's going on in Israel and Gaza. I mean, there are Israelis that are turning around saying, "Look, well, just, it's enough now. Yeah, enough, enough. Stop. Right there are, and I, there are also. I mean, I live in a Jewish neighborhood. There are a lot of my neighbors that are like, "Oh, jeez, you know, we don't care about Israel that much. It's great that there is a Jewish nation, but that's a Zionist thing and we're not Zionists. So there's what's interesting is a lot of people are equating anti-Zionism with anti-Semitism, but then yeah. again, it's still got that link of anti-Semitism. And, you know, the, the problem we have is this is a metastasizing problem. Also, the fact that people aren't capable of nuanced conversation around anything. You're yeah. either with me or you're against me. Yeah. Instead of saying, oh, well, you know, Hamas could be bad, but also Israel could be bad. Like the two things can be exist in one sentence. Yeah. Well, basically, when I wrote my notes for the show today, when I got to – and I've got some fairly – as you know, I have fairly comprehensive notes. But my one note for Gaza and Israel was, well, shit. Yeah, right? pretty much. I mean, I, I don't know how this – I mean, this is not going to end well at all. And when it does yeah. end, you've Israel has just created another generation of people who are going to hate them and look for revenge. Yeah. yeah. And also it doesn't help that you've got Iran that's feeding the Houthis that are now yeah. taking pot shots at, at the US Navy. Well, at, at, at USS Carney, but also mm-hmm. just freighters. They're taking pot shots at anything that's going through the Red Sea. This it's again Oh yeah, they they, they took over like a freighter yeah, as well. It's utterly destabilized the Red Sea, and the Levant. So, yeah, again, 2024, lots to talk about. Oh, my God. I just I just feel like I need a break. Yeah, I do too. I really need a break. But, you know, we are going to – we aren't going away forever. No, we're going to take – look, we're going to take a break. We are going to take three or four weeks. Yeah. But we're going to give you some bite-sized apps. We some will have the- our bite-sized Christmas fun. Yeah, yeah. Now, before we go any further, thank you to all of our listeners. Thanks to Matt who sent the Croatian Six stuff to me. Yep. Uh, well, was the first one to send it to me because then my inbox flooded with everyone sending it to me. Yep. Uh, Lexington 005 for his constant photos of East German intelligence apparatus. We've got to do the salty uh, as well. Man- I was, I was oh, you're getting to that. To that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Minerva, who just keeps us on point. Thank you very much. Never stop pulling us up when we do something wrong. And, of course, the Salty Sea Dog. The Salty Sea Dog. Man, he's got gifts for us. He does. I'm going to go find him. 
Oh, yeah. he's got an actual gift. He's got. A, he went to the spy museum oh. in Washington. Oh my god, we he bought you gifts. a present. Okay, great. Yeah, so you're, you're going to get a present for Christmas from the salty tea. I love that. So I'll be having a beer with you, salty, and uh, you'll get a jar of mango chutney for all your help. The rest of you, I don't know where you live, so I'm not going to get your mango chutney unless you send me your address, and then I probably won't send it anyway. But other than that, uh, have a merry Christmas. Have a good Christmas. Thank you very much for joining me this year, Michelle. Uh, uh, I, what we're in it is this our third year now? This is our. This, we're going year, into our fourth year. Our fourth year. Oh my god! So you're not leaving? No. Oh god! I'm staying. There's oh, a lot. There's a lot more to unpack. There's a lot to do. This world is not going anywhere, and the intelligence behind it is just building up. But don't worry, we're going to leave you with a couple of fun little bite-sized apps to some, tide you over, and also some homework. Oh, you'll have homework. You this will year. have homework. Actually, I'm sorry. I know it's Christmas, but it doesn't mean you don't stop educating yourself. Never stop. See you next year. Bye.